Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Why Do I Care? I'm your host, Toby Favlora, and today we'll be discussing how soon-to-be congressman George Santos admitted that he lied about some very crucial things on his resume. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. So... On election day, there was a congressman who was elected to New York's 3rd Congressional District, and that um, district is made up of parts of Nassau County and Queens. So what makes this such a scandal is that who they elected, George Santos, admitted that he lied about very, very key things on his resume, included like where he worked and where he went to school and other things like that. So he said, he admitted to this, he, he said, quote, did I... As, embellish my resume. Yes, I did. End quote. He also went on to apologize, but he says how he's still the same guy and he's not a fraud and quote, I'm not a cartoon character. I, I'm not some mythical creature that was invented. End quote. So a little backstory is that he has ran for Congress twice. The first time he did lose. He ran again this November and he won, like I said, and that's what makes this such a big scandal. Like he lied about very big, crucial and key parts of his resume, he, he just out, out, he just lied. So both of the times that he ran, he really, he projected himself as like an accomplished Wall Street investor. He was like, yes, I'm great. I'm a great investor. He said that he both, he worked at Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, but both firms deny this. They were like, no, he didn't. He, he claimed to work at Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, he um, said he was like an administrative assistant, right? Like he, he, an executive assistant. He really, he put himself up there. He said like, I did, I did work there. But now he claims that he didn't work with them, but alongside them as a member of someone, of a company called Linkbridge Investors. That's big. This is, you're going to see, the more I talk about it, you're going to be like, this guy has a pattern. He, he has a pattern. He has a, a way with words. He, he kind of like switches it up. He, he also lied about the schools that he went to. He said he went to um, Barrow Country College in Manhattan, and he got a bachelor's degree in economics and uh, finance. He also claimed to have studied at NYU. But both colleges, um, Baruch College in Manhattan and NYU, but they both just say, no, we don't have any records. Like, we can't back these claims up. We don't have any record of him being there. He then admitted to the Washington Post, quote, I didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. I am embarrassed and sorry for having embellished on my resume. So these are two big things that he has lied about. He lied about where he went to school and where, like, where he worked. These are both two very massive things for someone that really ran on such a I'm a Wall Street investor, I, I can get stuff done type of campaign. Like the campaign that he, he ran was very much aggressively towards like Kind of like something like a Donald Trump, like, oh, I'm so rich, I'm so great, I can do all this all this stuff. But probably one of the most outlandish claims that he said is that he claimed to be Jewish. He he um he said that his mom was born in Brazil and his grandparents had um fled Jewish per persecution in Ukraine, then settled in Belgium, and then they had to flee again in World War Two. He identified both as Catholic and as Jewish, but like non observant Jewish. But this, this is where it kind of gets crazy. CNN reported that his grandparents, they, they were born in Brazil before World War II. And then he clarified his statement by saying he wasn't Jewish, but he was Jew-ish. Like a little hyphen there. You know, like he, he, 
he, he keeps doing this. This is the pattern that you're going to see. This is the pattern that, that is clear. He he switches his words around. Like, he very out... He says stuff, but he's like, oh, I didn't mean that. Um, it's like how, like, younger kids are like, oh, I'll give you something. Then, like, oh, I didn't actually mean that. Or, like, I, they cross their fingers. Or, like, like a trick. Like, dollars, doll hairs. That was something that was really, you know... Um, Toyota, toy, Yoda. Stuff like that. You know? <laughs> like, like, childish stuff. Like, this is... Uh, elected to the United States Congress, the House of Representatives representing a large part of Queens lie about almost everything on his resume, and that's very it's very, very big but it gets worse, it gets worse there are also fraud charges against him, fraud charges so, he was charged with fraud, but he says he repeatedly, he's insisting that no, he was never charged with fraud for writing checks with a stolen checkbook in Brazil. So what he did is there was a stolen checkbook, and he just, he wrote checks to using a stolen checkbook, and that, that's blatantly fraud. And he has repeatedly denied this, however, there are, like, there is evidence that this indeed did happen, and that maybe, like, there were charges brought against him, and he's just completely denying this, and saying, like, oh, I never broke any law in uh, the U.S. or Brazil or anywhere. So, with all this in mind, there is a little shady side of money as well, as well. There are, there like, his campaign loan, he, um, oh boy, seven hundred thousand dollars there's a campaign loan for seven hundred thousand dollars and the source of that it, it largely it remains unclear still um what he he has claimed that it uh it kind of originated from his work at the um the Volder organization but when the new york times looked into this they could not find property or public facing assets or anything that were linked to the firm so just to reiterate there was somebody who was elected to the united states congress like the con like Congress, like not like state house, whatever, like Congress, like New York, that third district, who lied about where he went to school, where he worked, his his like his family's heritage and you know like Jewish prosecution, fraud charges brought against him, and there's also this seven hundred thousand dollar campaign loan, which is very very foggy. So, this is a lot, right? Why do you care about this? We're going to touch on that after the ad break. Okay, so, why do you care about this? Well, according to Cook Political Report, like, New York 3rd, this was a Democratic toss-up. This wasn't, like, somewhere where it was like, oh, well, no one decided to look into this because it's such a safe... No, like, this was... It was a toss-up. Like, this was somewhere that Democrats had to win if they wanted to control the House, and they did lose. Like, this... It... it went to the Democrat repeatedly, repeatedly, except for, like, Bush after 9-11, right? Like, it, it was very, very strongly Democratic, and it has been for years. So the fact that they did not, the media and the campaign didn't dig into this, it's really, really problematic. So this is where there's three people to blame for this happening. The first one is kind of the weakest, and that is the um, Republican voters in the primary. They did not really vet their candidates that well, and this would be much larger in, like, 2014 or, like, you know, 2015, like, before Donald Trump, because now there's so many candidates that, like, even if they did vet these candidates and, like, they'd be like, oh, we lied, like, they wouldn't care, you know, like, they elect, like, QAnon conspiracies, like, these, like, crazy, wild, wackadoo people, 
So something like this really wouldn't affect the voters. The second group to um, to blame is the um, the Democrats. Like his opponent clearly did not look into this guy very much, which is very very surprising because if you're running a campaign that is like it's a toss up, it's not an easy campaign. You gotta look into your opponent, even if you don't make negative attack ads or anything like that. You have to look in. Like, at your opponent, see what you're up against. Like, that's how you, you know, like, basic, basic background check stuff. Like, this, this, this is not very hard reporting, you know? You just, like, a quick call, like, hey, I'm with a campaign. Can you just clarify that this guy did go to school here because I couldn't find any record of it, like, online or whatever? Like, it's not, it's very basic level of campaign stuff. Like, it's not, it's not that difficult to do. And the fact that Democrats in the Democratic campaign, and just, like, the Democratic committee, like, the, as a whole, didn't even look into this, like, the, the, not one person looked into this, not one person looked into this, that, that's a massive, massive red flag if you are a Democrat, and especially a New York Democrat, because you see these sweeping, sweeping losses, I, I, um, there's gonna be an episode, um, later on, uh, probably on YouTube, so be be sure to um, pay attention to that about like how the New York, just like New York Democrats in general. But this, like the fact of the story is like the New York Democrats, they are a mess right now. They like it's a mess. Like they lost many seats. Like they they underperformed. Like like they almost lost a governorship. They didn't almost lose it, but like it was a lot closer than anyone really expected. Because this is it's a very very safe state. It's supposed to be a very safe state. It's like in Massachusetts, if like there was like a huge red wave or something like that like that is if you are a democrat in new york you are freaking out you're freaking out you're like what is happening because if republicans flip new york that changes the entire political landscape for for years like it like there's like 20 oh boy 26 electoral votes there like it's it's there is a lot at stake there like you if you are a democrat you cannot lose New York, and the fact that they, the campaign didn't even take it seriously, like, it was, it was only a lean Democrat, like, it wasn't, like, a safe Democrat, like, this is a lean Democrat, and the fact that the Democratic campaign did not look deep enough into it in order to find that the person they, they were running against, like, completely fraudulent, lied about his resume, that should be a red flag. The fact that he ran twice, he ran twice, two times, and still, no one looked into him enough to find, figure this out, and this kind of goes to another another group to blame this one is is it's more kind of complicated and nuanced so the media the media was unable to dig into into santos why because okay so like a little bit about kind of like long island's newsday it really dominates the media landscape you know and like it's not to say like that their reporters are bad no but like they do great work it's just they don't have the resources to cover everything. They don't. They don't have the resources to do all the things that they want to do. They are a larger news organization. They don't have all the resources to do this stuff. And what usually happens is that they would look and be like, okay, there's like a tilt Democrat. We're going to focus on something a little bit more close. So what does that mean? What does that mean? It means that it goes overlooked. So how do you solve that problem? It's like small town newspapers and organizations. Like there are the death of small town and like local news has been detrimental to American democracy and the republic and society as a whole. And still the like 
it's not fully uncovered. From, like, there used to be all these, like, small town, you know, local newspapers that, like, would go in and really look into the stuff. But now there's, like, you know, the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, Newsmax, all these places, they're the media giants, and that's where most people consume their news. And if most people are consuming their news at these giant places, what does that mean? That the small places really are unable to get the money and the funding that they need to continue working so what happens is that a lot of these places went out of business and that's what happened here and because they went out of business there was no one to look into this so it kind of it really this is a clear if anybody's ever like why is you know local news that important like it's local issues like i don't think it's really that important you just like you can point to them and say like this is why this this is the reason why local news is so very important so for the why do i care section of this podcast the reason that you should care we're going to give you five reasons reason number one is there was a like someone who lied about the resume elected to congress reason number two the reason that the congress is it's so very slim the majority is so slim that like this person george santos really has a lot of power in determining the speaker of the house go watch that uh pod episode that's great great episode that was a lot of fun to make also but like, the Speaker of the House, it's so close that this vote really, it, like, really, really, really matters. And also the House makeup is also much closer than in, you know, recent years. So that, um, that matters too. And then the three other reasons is it shows that the Republican primaries and the Republican kind of, like, supporters, their base, they don't really vet or really care about who the, 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 the candidates that they're putting forward. Another reason is the Democrats, like, they are very, very slacking. So if you are a New York Democrat or a Democrat at large, you're like, dude, what are we doing? Like, you gotta pick this up. You can't, you can't let this happen. You can't let this slip through the cracks because this is something that's very, very important and something that needs to be taken care of. And number five, local news, it's, it's a larger issue than just this, but this is a prime example of why local news really does matter. So the reason that you care is because it affects you, whether you're an independent, a Democrat, a citizen, don't care about politics, or just someone who just local news. That's why you should care. Now it's time for kind of like the housekeeping little segment at the end. I know not many people um, listen to this part, but the people that do it, it, it's a great way to get information about what's happening in the why do I care kind of world. So there's YouTube. Be sure to check that out. There's YouTube videos. There's going to be a YouTube video about January Mandarin coming up. And I already, um, in this episode, I teased one about, you know, just like New York Democrats failures. But there's awesome. There's Senate breakdown. There's like a House breakdown. There's like Florida breakdown. There's all these awesome videos. And also the video form of the podcast, which is also kind of fun because you can see kind of the facial expressions, and if I do, like, you know, like, the little bunny ears or quotation marks, when it, you know, check it out, subscribe. If you don't want to, there's also Instagram. Check out Instagram, subscribe, follow, all that stuff. TikTok, too, Twitter, all these places, you gotta go. How do you find all these? You're like, oh my goodness, how do you find all these places? I really love Why Do I Care? How do I find all this stuff? Go to whydoicarepod.com. You can find the links to all of this stuff, and you can find the link to the shop in which you can find merch with our well, go on. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the mug that I'm holding up. This is that. That's how you can get all your why do I care. That's how you can get the why do I care fix. So that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to follow. Be sure to leave a review, comment, like, subscribe, all the stuff wherever you guys are listening on. Thank you guys so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day.